We have some breaking news in the Deshaun Watson case. Uh, from the looks of it, Deshaun Watson may sue the NFL. And in fact, if he's suspended for more than one year or indefinitely, we'll break down the tweets that let us know this, and we'll break down what that means for the Cleveland Browns moving forward towards training camp in the meantime. We'll do it coming up next on the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LLB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out. Whether it's on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you follow and subscribe to the show. Of course, now on YouTube, uh, the growth over there is exceptional. Um, the response, uh, the viewership has been incredible. Um, you know, uh, as a network whole and, you know, Lockdown has well over a hundred shows, um, since the addition, uh, to YouTube here for Lockdown Browns with Garrett joining along for the ride. Um, this has become a top 10 viewed podcast through the Lockdown Podcast Network. And, you know, look, Garrett and I, you know, we think we put out solid work every day, but nothing means a hill of beans. If nobody comes and watches or nobody's downloading, nobody's listening. So obviously, you know, you guys, huge, huge part of, you know, what's gone on here to this point. Your host, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Your host, Garrett Bush at GBush91, the ultimate Cleveland sports show, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 on YouTube. Barbershop Saturday morning on 92.3 The Fan. Of course, with summer, you might get a couple extra appearances. Garrett over there on The Fan. Uh, so, you know, make sure you keep your eyes and ears out for that. Um, we've done a couple episodes here on training camp previews, uh, the running back room, the offensive line room. Uh, so make sure if you haven't get to those, um, we're going to have to, uh, you know, jump in here. This was not the plan, but I mean, we always knew, you know, with the Sean Watson situation, there's going to be times where we had to adapt from what we did want to report or shows we did want to do, uh, to keep you up with the latest. Um, first thing I do want to say here is, is please understand that Garrett and I are giving this all the sensitivity it deserves. We, we have absolutely tried to do that, but we also have to try and report on, you know, what the news is, what the facts are. Um, from Pro Football Talk, uh, you know, yesterday, obviously, in this, the first of the PFT tweets was kind of uh, just a little bizarre because it didn't seem like this was something that wasn't known. Um, the NFL Players Association had already said they would be willing to back Deshaun Watson in an effort in court if they felt the suspension was, uh, you know, egregious, too long, you know, or it was indefinite. This was things. So that part of the PFT talks was a little strange because it didn't seem like, you know, it was something that was coming out of nowhere. I mean, everybody kind of knew this, I, I thought. So, um, but then you get to this morning's news from Pro Football Talk where the belief is it'll never get to that point. Because and who knows? Look, I, I I don't know necessarily if Sue Robinson is talking to anybody. I probably feel most likely she isn't. But I think if you're looking at this from burden of proof and legalese and those type of things, maybe they're getting getting the understanding that Sue Robinson is looking anywhere from two to eight games. Two to eight is an interesting number within itself. Uh, you know, because 
two games versus, I mean, you're talking two weeks versus two months. It does seem like a wide disparity. So I definitely think people are trying to be safe there to say, you know, so maybe it's four, maybe it's six, but two to eight definitely seems like a wide range. You know, I mean, it's like telling your child you're grounded for, you know, two days or two months. It's just very, very wide, wide range there. But of course, uh, that gives plenty of people you know, a chance to be correct if it's two to eight, because that way if it's two, four, six, eight, everybody wins. Everybody's essentially right with that talking. But Garrett, this is the news today. Um, and, you know, we're going to get to this, you know, uh, you know, in our second segment of maybe where or why this is headed to a number between two and eight. When does the final verdict come? Only Miss Sue Robinson knows to this point, Garrett. Yeah, so you know, I, I'm with you on uh, on the situation. Um, you know, we've we've talked about it here. A lot of other places have talked about it, and I think you know, one of the things I said earlier was, you know, hey, the players' association, and just to give you guys a uh, a heads up, and just to educate you on what the players' association is, um, it's a union, so it's collectively bargained. And when you do things, any discipline, whether you work at a steel factory and you have a union whether it's carpenters, whether it's electricians, whether it's plumbers, those unions that operate have collective bargaining. So if you want to suspend somebody or discipline somebody as an employer um, and you you have a union where you work, well, you have to negotiate that stuff or do you have arbitration if you guys disagree on a termination, you disagree on um, maybe paid leave, any, any disciplinary actions um, a union rep may be involved with that because they are they are representing the the plumbers, the electricians, the carpenters, the steel welder. They're, they're they're representing them as a whole. So it's no different with the NFL. So when you have a uh, any player, let alone a prominent player, what happens is, uh, you know those those individuals if some, they're going to get suspended, and they are the NFL is looking at it. The next step is to go through line by line of the conduct policy and say, okay, which conduct policy or which policy did he violate? Right. And, and so basically because the NFL, it has a very vague and very um, all encompassing language in, um, in, in their collective bargaining and conduct policy, it gives them an opportunity to discipline people for a wide variety of things. Right. Um, so they don't have to have micro specific definitions. They just said, listen, if you're doing something to impugn the integrity of the league, we have a right to suspend you. Right. So they've come up with this process and Sue Robinson is the arbiter in this process. Now, the Players Association agreed on her as well as the NFL and the owners. They agreed on this process and with her. So right now, what they're saying is, hey, as as a union. We are willing to fight this moving forward, not necessarily because they believe that Deshaun Watson is without any sort of um, you know, he's not he's he's innocent here. They're not they're, that's not what they're speaking on. What this process is speaking on is just the checks and balances that you have between a union and a and a, uh, and a representative as well as the uh, the employer. So when this situation happens, the Players Association, from their perspective, is trying to stop precedents. They don't want, moving forward, 
that you could get an indefinite suspension based on simple allegations, right? It, it goes, it boils down to what they're, that's what they're fighting. If someone alleges you did something, right, and, and you don't, you aren't charged with a crime, the Players Association is viewing it as, well, we have to protect players that come not only today, but tomorrow, because that means it, it would take it a step further. That would mean if they allowed Deshaun Watson to take an indefinite suspension for allegations, even though he never committed a crime, then the next time any player, whether it was domestic violence, whether it's financial uh, stuff, whether it's uh, tax evasion, anything, right? It could be jaywalking tickets, whatever the case may be. You just, you, you, you put the gambit in there, whatever you want to get. The allegations themselves could trigger an indefinite suspension based on just simply allegations. So that's why this is so contentious between two groups. And I think people are conflating um, their, 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 I guess, uh, you know, over the top nature with just saying Deshaun Watson is completely innocent. That's not what they're doing. They are fighting this tooth and nail because it just comes down to what the agreement is and you got a union and a union is looking to protect its employees and, and their clients just the same way Roger Goodell is looking to protect his clients and his employees, which is the NFL owners. And that's why this thing is going back and forth the way it is. Um, if anybody feels that this is maybe over their heads, raise their hands. Look, I mean, uh, most of us, <laughs> most of us common, most of us who are not in legal line of work, there's a lot of mumbo jumbo, a lot of verbiage and a lot of stuff that is just simply over your head. If you were somebody who studied law or within law enforcement or within criminology, whatever it may be, those types of things, this is not really something, you know, that, and that's where I think a lot of this gets lost because for us who are not in this line of work, you see things, what you see things like, you know, black or white, that's it. Simple. You see a ball or you see a strike, you see right, or you see wrong. But then there is, all the nuances that go in and all the practice and all the actual law work that go into whether somebody gets charged, somebody goes to a trial, gets convicted or doesn't get convicted. And, you know, it's why those people make really, really, really big money. Um, so there is all of this aspect to it. We're going to get to some thoughts here on to why Sue Robinson may be viewing, you know, a suspension somewhere between two eight games um, and again, it comes down to, you know, fuel ease and, you know, trying to, you know, and, you know, things like why do so many trials never go to verdict? Because at the end of the day, you can get, you know, maybe us, you know, both sides to be satisfied before there has to be an ultimate verdict. We're going to get to all this and more. Your latest Locked On Law. I'm sorry. I mean, Locked On uh, Browns. LA, Jeff LA Lloyd. Law. Oh, nice, nice. I'll be Corbin Bernson. Jeff Lloyd, <laughs> Garrett Bush, your latest Locked on Browns. Whether you are ready to pop the question or you are celebrating a milestone moment, find a jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Look, you have the opportunity, if it is time to ask her that question, to just put together the engagement ring of her dreams. If you're looking for fine jewelry, but you're having problems choosing, Blue Nile has in, uh, jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. 
the size of the diamond, the shape, the clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Niles Bench Jewelers will then handcraft her the perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Browns listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space. Again, Locked On. Plus, every order is insured. It ships for free. And it arrives in a discreet package that will not give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush in the building, Jeff Lloyd in the building. You know what? I want to say this, too. Um, if you haven't heard of the Ultimate Cleveland Shoreboard Show, go over there and, and definitely give that a, a, a thumbs up. Get that. Subscribe to that. Give a like button. And also, even more than that, I, you know, this is Jeff mentioned something in the beginning of, of our broadcast about how how successful this thing has become. Uh, we want to thank you guys for, for making us a top 10 uh, podcast on a on a locked on uh network right now we we you know we didn't me and jeff you know we i had heard of jeff and maybe jeff had heard of me we had never had an opportunity to cross paths to, and do any work you know they kind of put us together in this thing and i just want to say this is even though i love the ultimate cleveland sports show and that's great i i i'm learning to love this just as great as i love that that cast over there jeff is a great dude you know, we have a great time. We work well together. And I just think, you know, we got a good energy and a good vibe, man. And, and this thing is, I'm really proud of the way this thing is taking off and, and, and the content that we continue to put out. And I want to thank you guys for supporting that. So I want to appreciate you guys for make sure you continue to support that. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, continue to show them that the Browns fans and the Browns community is a top five top 10 in this game you know you got the cowboys and the packers and and and, and 49ers and all those guys we respect them we respect them but these is different in cleveland it's different with these browns so continue to make us the number one podcast in the game locked on browns podcast jeff we we you know we got a little uh legal briefing or in the first part and uh sue robinson who's a, a judge been a, a circuit judge or in a federal judge for 25 years um, she is the head of this arbitration. And so some of the things that she's she's taking in consideration here are, are a couple of things. We're looking at from it from the NFL side and, and looking at it from a Deshaun Watson side in his case. So she's trying to be an arbiter. She's trying to, and if anybody went through mediation before, uh, I, I've been divorced before, so I've been in front of arbiter medi mediation, right? And one of the and then one of the analogies I can give with this is me and my ex-wife, we uh we, we we didn't have lawyers. We just went to a mediator, right? And the mediator was there, and, and basically we signed up our own divorce papers and said, You get this, I get this, you get this, and I get this. And it worked out really well because either one of us didn't walk away with nothing. Either one of us didn't walk away with with, with, with just a, a bag left in your hand and upset because what happens is if if you feel like you being aggrieved and sometimes if you're trying to do that and have those conversations and you got lawyers on this side and lawyers on her side all of y'all are going to get screwed because the court cost is going to be crazy one of you two you, you're going to be you're going to be forced to be punitive and then all of a sudden especially if you have kids kids now you're talking about the kids so I think mediation is is part probably the best decision 
that either the NFL and Deshaun Watson could do it because now you have a person who's impartial, a person who saw all the facts, who's who's done, looked at the depositions from the grand jury, heard, heard five of the women or four of the women now um, with the allegations, and they, they both had a chance to present their cases to Sue Robinson. She even gave them an extra week to give additional briefings that say, okay, there's one more thing we want you to consider, Judge, in our case. Here's some more information, documents, uh, you know, records. So she has all of that. She has all of those records. And one thing that could be on the horizon here, and this is people should not uh, outrule this. She is trying to give them an extra opportunity to get in the room, Jeff, and say, look, Deshaun Watson, NFL, they talk to each other. Deshaun Watson is, is, is hell-bent on zero. The league is, is, is hell-bent on a year or an indefinite suspension. And she might be telling them, hey, guys, better to come to some sort of conclusion before we even get to that. Because if you can come to a conclusion and you guys can come to some understanding where both sides feel they had to take some things and then give some things, it's a better outcome because now you can just do the, whatever you got and keep it moving. But if you go into this case and she renders a uh, a verdict and either side doesn't like it, now you're right back into the old situation where someone has to appeal and the appeal goes to Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell says what he wants. And now we're at the same process. This is why you have an arbiter. And this is why you don't want it to get to that. So I, I think that they should take whatever she gives. Um, and, and, and it would be pertinent for them to do that moving forward so that they don't have to continue to go through this process. Your thoughts? There's a couple of things here. And first things first, you're putting this in the hands um, of a woman who is, you know, to the point in her legal career that she is a judge. So there's no question um, as far as, you know, is she educated? Is she smart enough to, you know, take all the information she's been given and within you know, the role and the power that they're giving her, is she educated enough to dole out a proper, I guess we'll call it sentence, suspension of that ilk. But part of the issues here, and I, I think where, you know, if, you know, there's the old line of back in the day, you could get a ham sandwich indicted. Um, once Deshaun Watson did not get charged it's it certainly gonna it, it, it made whatever this process was going to be as what they felt a term of a suspension it was going to be very very difficult to determine because if he were charged it would have been all right see you later you know it, it would have been automatically indefinite suspension go through the legal process whatever penalties come from that and you know the nfl would have said we'll see you when maybe you're eligible to come back and actually play in the nfl but once he did not get criminally charged, where it became really difficult to determine what suspension length be. As we've heard, the leaks come out that the NFL had the same problem that prosecutors did in showing their case to a strong enough degree of guilt where a heavy suspension would be warranted. So it, it, this whole thing, and again, it's a, it's a lot of legal legal talk. There's no question about it. And uh, we're going to get back here a little bit more. Uh, Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, we are going to get into training camp itself, um, You know where this would mean or what this would mean for the Browns and their quarterback situation starting almost two weeks from now. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments.
league reviews and news, including this year's MLB All-Star festivities. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Go to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush in the building, Jeff Lloyd in the building. Make sure you follow us at G. Bush 91 at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Now, another part of this is how does this affect um, the decision? Uh, how does this affect whether the Cleveland Browns are going to go into training camp? Training camps nine days away. Still do not have a decision. Um, and, you know, from what we're looking at, some of the reports, it, the reports show that Sue Robinson looks like she's going to take her time in this. This there's even reports that this thing may bleed into training camp. The first few days of training camp, I believe this uh, Friday, I believe rookies were Thursday or Friday rookies uh, report. Uh, and then next Tuesday, the veterans will be in. So nine days, you still don't know as a Cleveland Browns uh, organization, who's your starting quarterback, right? Who's going to be taking those reps? And also, if he's suspended indefinitely, Deshaun Watson will not be able to practice. He won't be there. He won't be in the facility. He will not be around. Um, and it definitely will be at that point in time, Jacoby Brissett's um, situation. I thought uh, Robinson said something, and I think this just to keep in, in his mind, uh, in, in one of his tweets, Charles Robinson uh, spoke about this, um, and I believe he's for Yahoo Sports. He said, um, given the appeals process, last segment we talked about whether or not Deshaun Watson would appeal in the Players Association, and we said, yes, they would They would appeal the decision for anything over a year or indefinite. One of the things he said, which was fascinating, which is interesting that people have to take in consideration, this is not the first time someone has tried to sue the NFL to put an injunction in so they could play. A couple of years ago, uh, Zeke Elliott did. He, I believe he received a four-game suspension. A few years back, we all remember Deflategate. Tom Brady was fighting that thing. He received, I believe, four-game suspension. Um, I'm with that. So he, they're not, he's not the only people that have ever done this, and those players obviously are represented by the NFL Players Association as well. He also went on to say that it's very difficult to, for, for uh, plaintiffs to win those cases because when you usually have a collective bargaining uh, agreement in place and you go through that process, if it's already signed, sealed, delivered in stone, you guys, the, the PA and the NFL signed off on it, generally speaking, the federal judges do not want to overturn those those collecting bargaining agreements because those, that's something that you've already done. You've already went to mediation. It's in black and white. So you have to follow it. However, I must say this. In those cases, the NFL Players Association was not alleging that owners were doing some of the same types of things that the players are doing. So that's the argument that they're going to make. You say, well, what's different? Well, Tom Brady never said that, you know, the Cleveland Browns or any other teams were deflating footballs. <laughs> it was just, to our knowledge, it was just them. Uh, in the case of uh, the Ezekiel Elliott, it wasn't like Ezekiel Elliott brought the, well, Jerry Jones did it. Well, Jerry Jones has these harassment cases. He never brought those. 
The difference in this case is the NFL Players Association, for the first time in history, not only said what they're what they are going to do in terms of arguing their case, um, which is saying that other owners have done certain things and, and been in, in in the same type of hot water as, as the players. However, they received no punishment. They're all also telling them and signaling that hey, we're going to sue you if you do X, Y, and Z, which is a longer suspension. So. They are emboldened. They, they're really taking it serious, and the NFL looks like they're dug in as well. So that is the reason um, that this thing could drag on into camp because, once again, all the, all the chips are in the middle of the table. And moving forward, anybody else that gets in trouble, this case will be used as a baseline for punishment, treatment, and process. I think you may, I think he closed there with a fantastic point. Um, and, you know, a lot of this, and keep in mind now, Deshaun Watson has been a Cleveland Brown for four months. He's been here for four months. So this is, you know, discussions, not just the four months, though. This is four months he's been a Cleveland Brown. I mean, these discussions have been going on well into last summer, well into the point where the Houston Texans, you know, basically said, yeah, well, you're not, we're not going to play you, uh, you know, basically due to, you know, what's going on and want to say that we're, you know, ignoring the situation by allowing our star quarterback play. And to Garrett's point, when you have somebody of this profile, like Tom Brady was with the Flategate, and Ezekiel, uh, certainly a big, big name in this league. If this were the 53rd, 52nd man on any NFL roster, first off, most likely guy just be cut and nobody would really hear about it anyway. Cause if you're the 52nd, 53rd man on the roster, nobody's going to really, you know, no team's going to say, all right, well, we're going to stand next to you through this process. They're going to let him go say, go hang, go through the process, whatever happens, you know, you know, then maybe we'll talk again. If, you know, if, when you're eligible to possibly play this game, it, gets a lot of attention certainly just due to the profile of Deshaun Watson and certainly when the trade to Cleveland happened the 238 million dollars happened um it, it certainly brought even more eyes of course um you know to that so you know the Browns here um and as much as I'm sure the Browns would like a verdict as much as I'm sure every, all of us would like a verdict um to make sure that every single T is crossed every I is dotted every single piece of you know evidence and it's read not once not twice but 33 times to make sure that you were making 110 the great best possible decision that sue robinson can make with the best of her you know educated abilities in you know the legal system um you know for the browns you know training camp could get a little wonky i think everybody understands there is going to be a jacoby Brissett chapter is it a few pages couple of games is it you know a couple of chapters four games six games eight games um i think we're all in the agreement and the understanding that jacoby Brissett is going to be manning the browns huddle week one week two i don't think anybody really knows to any degree you know how much longer it would be after that we all are the assumption that john watson is going to miss a little time it is in sue robinson's hands now to um dole out said punishment 
And then we'll obviously see what the reaction is from either a, the Deshaun Watson side or B the NFL side. And I got to admit, I, I, you know, I was, you guys know me. I love talking wide receivers, man. I had these notes going today. I had texts off to Garrett and the next thing it does. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to have to pull an about face now here because here we are back into, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, it's like court TV. We're sitting outside the room with our blazers on and, oh, well, the, uh, the attorney just chimed in. Um, but it's coming soon, folks. And, you know, as much as we love talking about ball, you know, the situation right now with the Browns, it obviously involves this situation with Deshaun Watson. Certainly have to give it the airtime it deserves. Certainly have to try to talk about these things as deeply as we possibly can here. And, you know, we'll uh, all know soon in a week, maybe two. Um, everybody knows, uh, you know, a week from Wednesday, Browns are in camp. Uh, so hopefully maybe a decision there to, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the Browns just setting up how they want to dole out the quarterback reps in training camp could be a little easier. Um, but, you know, Garrett, it's it's been difficult. And again, for everybody, look, we've tried to give this everything we could as far as, you know, being fairness. Look, I don't know anything. I'll be honest. I don't know one thing. I don't know anything either way as far as, you know, what went on with, you know, Deshaun Watson and these things and, you know, trying to stand, you know, do some of this and pretend we're legal analysts when we know darn well we're not. Um, but, you know, just trying to give you guys this evidence. Um basically the way this is working out, you know, to the best of our abilities. And, and what, what you're doing is, is when you're looking at this, I mean, you're trying to just give uh, you guys a sneak peek or insight as to what it goes on, on in the thought process behind the decision that we'll make, right? When the decision comes, there'll be people that may be a little upset at the decision either way, whether you're for Deshaun Watson and you think that he should, he should be able to play or he shouldn't get zero games whether you think that the allegations are true and you feel like he should be suspended for a year or indefinitely, we're giving you the background and insight into what's going to go into the decision from the judge. We're going to give you the insight of saying, all right, well, this is what the judge, Sue Robinson, is having to look, look at. This is her timeline. And then we also give you the perspective of what Deshaun Watson uh, and the NFL Players Association is, is thinking about as they go through the situation. All in all, um, you know, we are looking at it from a perspective of the Cleveland Browns in general. When do they get their franchise quarterback back on the field? How does that affect the Cleveland Browns? Jacoby Brissett, is he getting the snaps? Pretty soon after, the, you know, we get a verdict, we start to pivot into those things. And then the, the situation is in the rear mirror. We'll talk about what's going on on the field. And we will talk about how the Cleveland Browns go about ultimately winning the first game of the season against the Carolina Panthers and their and their old former quarterback Baker Mayfield. So that that's the timeline of events, and, and we're just looking forward to, like everybody, trying to get this thing over with. Uh, and of course, turning all eyes to Week One and the Carolina Panthers and uh, those black helmets. Um, I always thought a Panther was black. Uh, best thing about that, those uniforms look dope. But I don't know who's tuning in Week Ten for a Falcons Panthers Thursday night game. Which could literally involve two, two, two and seventeen at point, but the helmets, those are beautiful. Um, Jeff Lloyd, Garrish Bush, your host here on Locked On Browns. Uh, Garrish certainly part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show Monday through Friday, eleven to one. All sports of Cleveland sports coverage. They certainly break out into some other things. Uh, you know, maybe sometimes outside the realm of sports. But make sure you're checking out the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, the Barbershop. Uh, on the 92.3 The Fan, Saturday mornings, 9 to 12, of course, summer. Garrett is always in the bullpen, willing to bail somebody out. Uh, so always some extra time for Garrett Bush over at 92.3 The Fan during summer. Make sure you're following at GBush91. Myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. The show at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Appreciate everybody. 
who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day, whether it's your favorite podcast platform or, of course, now on YouTube. Again, the you know the viewership, the the subscriber. I mean, you guys have all been awesome and cannot be you know thankful for that. So please keep it all coming. We the support means the world to you. Again, the success of this means nothing without people to view it. So uh, you know we are never, never of you know the thought process of not how important all of you listeners you know truly are to the growth of the show. All of this being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.